Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock MBA. And as an older white guy, I feel like it's time for me to start doing truck rant videos. Listen up, snowflake. These kids today got it so easy. But I don't own a truck, so this angle is, I guess, the closest thing I can do. What I wanted to talk about today is a particular kind of video that people request pretty often and why I always say no to those requests. Because I think that the kind of videos we're talking about here are part of what I think is honestly kind of a toxic dynamic between fans and artists and creators. You probably all know how hard it is to grow on YouTube. So people are always looking for some kind of hack or shortcut to do that. And there actually is one. The fastest way to grow on YouTube is simple. You make a list of famous people and talk shit about them. As you've probably seen, there's almost like a whole little mini industry of channels that do this. They call themselves tea channels, as in sipping the tea like that Kermit meme, but that's none of my business. And the content on those channels is basically just them mindlessly repeating whatever gossip and rumors are going around. I'm gonna be explaining how Cody, which is Zoe's ex, has decided to make a video exposing Zoe and Connor's real relationship. Like who's dating who and why did they break up? Why are these two people going at each other on Twitter? And the more negative and dramatic those rumors are, the better, at least in terms of getting views. Which is basically things that Zoe have done wrong slash kind of severely illegal. And almost never with any kind of real analysis or thoughtful commentary added to it. Although there are some exceptions. For example, I think D'Angelo Wallace does a really good job. So as you know, everyone on YouTube is mean and ugly. Except me. Blackie Speaks is another example, I think, of somebody who does this really well in like the hip hop world. It's really dope seeing a rapper in this kind of lane bossing up and actually getting in his bag, not only money-wise, but from a character perspective as well. But those are rare exceptions. Most people are not nearly as thoughtful as they are. And if you're thinking, yuck, that whole like tea gossip drama thing sounds really lame and gross. Well, I agree, which is what I wanted to talk about today. So how does all of what I just said apply to today's video and to my channel? Well, I get a lot of requests for videos that to me would fall into that category of tea and gossip and drama. For example, people have asked me to make a video about the feud between Taking Back Sunday and Brand New which I kind of only barely know about, I certainly don't care about, and I wasn't aware that there was anybody that still cared in 2020, or various videos about how this band member got screwed by the rest of the band, or how so-and-so ruined their career because they're a drug addict, that kind of stuff. Another one I get a lot of requests for is videos about the rise and fall of a certain person or band or label or something like that. For example, Johnny Craig is one that comes up a lot. And to be honest, sometimes I'm tempted to do those kind of videos, especially like now my views have been kind of down for the past month and a half or so. And there's always that voice in the back of my head that's like, fuck, my views are down. Should I just give in and do one of those stupid tea videos or something about the rise and fall of Tom DeLonge or whatever? Should I just give people what they want and get the views? But I always end up saying no because I really just don't want to be part of this aspect of YouTube that feeds that toxic dynamic I was talking about earlier. First of all, personally, I just think it's shitty to highlight other people's failures. There's other people that do really well with that content and I think they do a great job of it, but it just does not feel right to me personally. Like imagine if you were in a band and you put out an album that didn't go over well. Got terrible reviews, nobody liked it. They were like, what the fuck is this? Like, I hate this. You'd been hearing this for weeks and weeks. How would it feel if you then saw a video on a channel with 270,000 subscribers like mine? called something like how so-and-so destroyed their career with one terrible album. 
that would probably feel pretty bad, wouldn't it? Because you probably already feel like shit over the fact that people didn't like this album and you've probably already asked yourself the question a million times of like, fuck, did I ruin my career? Like, is it over? Am I gonna have to go get a job at McDonald's now? And the last thing you want is for somebody like me to come along and rub your face in that. Artists do tend to be emotional people and I think by nature, you put a lot of yourself into your work and so if people are saying horrible things about your work, it's inevitable that you're gonna take some of that personally. And what if I made some shit-talking video to get views and that ended up being the thing that pushed somebody over the edge to do something drastic? It really could happen. For example, a couple years ago, there was that porn star girl named August Ames who killed herself after she got a bunch of shit on Twitter for whatever it was. Super sad, she was in like her early 20s. And of course, if getting some mean tweets makes you commit suicide, then there's probably something else going on that led you to be in such a fragile emotional state. But that is exactly my point. When you say mean shit about somebody in a video, you don't know what else they're going through. Hindsight is 2020, and yeah. it's so hard in the moment to recognize that somebody might be in danger of doing something like that because it seems so inconceivable to us. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious... Join our family and let the headbanging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or 
go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. And let's get back into it. Or if someone is an addict trying to get clean and you make a video talking about your shit about them, saying what a loser they are because they can't get clean, and you see it and you're like, you know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe I am just a piece of shit junkie. So fuck it. I'm just going to go get high. Now, of course, everyone is responsible for their own actions, and it's not fair to place all the blame for that on YouTubers or critics or whoever else, but I think it's also not fair to completely absolve them of responsibility either. Your words do have power and they do matter. So because of that, I personally am just not comfortable highlighting people's failures or fuck-ups like that. It just doesn't feel right to me. And what's frustrating is that I'm 100% certain that if I did that, that would be my most popular content because that's what people want. We love to watch a train wreck. We love to watch somebody burn their life down and eat popcorn while they do it. I've been thinking a lot lately about the nature of the relationships between fans and artists. And this is an example of one of those dynamics where I think it really reinforces the most negative part of that relationship where we almost like set these people up just to knock them down. Like we give them this platform and this attention and we shine a spotlight on them. But secretly the whole time we're kind of almost hoping that they fuck up so we can point and laugh and make videos about it. No wonder so many of them are fucked up and struggle with mental health and addiction. And maybe you don't feel sorry for them because they're public figures. And by putting themselves out there, they did kind of ask for it. To some extent, that is what they signed up for. But I think that this has larger implications for society in general. Because remember, it could be any of us or you who end up being the next person in the next video. It's not just famous people who end up in the crosshairs now. One really good example of that is the girl in the thumbnail for Corpse's song, E-Girls Ruined My Life. That is exactly what happened to her. She made a whole video about it, which I suggest watching if you haven't. It's me, the Jersey E-Girl, and I went viral via Twitter and then was canceled via Twitter in a record 24 hours. Now, let me be clear, I'm not getting up on my high horse here. I'm very aware that my videos aren't entirely different from that. At the end of the day, my whole channel is built on talking about other people. And you could argue that I'm full of shit to draw some distinction between what I do and what the T channels do. And you might have a point. That is definitely something that I think about all the time. So please don't interpret this as me saying that I am above everybody else by any means. What I'm saying is that we collectively are all part of this thing. Think about that, then think about this. And that is why when I'm making a video, I imagine that everything I'm saying, the person that I'm talking about is standing next to me, looking over my shoulder as I write it. Would I be comfortable saying that with them right there over my shoulder? Assuming, of course, that they have a decent sense of humor and that they can also handle some level of professional criticism. If the answer to that question is no, then I don't say it. Because trust me, once you have any kind of a decent sized audience, the people that you're talking about will see it. For example, last night I posted this on my story. White nerd in a Patagonia backpack. If you listen to Polyphia, get used to dancing by yourself a lot because you're not going anywhere near <laughs> a girl anytime soon. And like 30 minutes later, guess who showed up in my DMs? The guy I was talking about in the video, the one I called the white nerd. Fortunately, he understood that I was just joking that it was all in good fun, so he had a good sense of humor about it. But the point is, the people you're talking about will hear you, so before you think about saying a bunch of nasty shit about somebody just to get views, think about it. Is that really worth it? Is that really who you wanna be? And know that if you do get views from that kind of content, the people you're talking about in the video, the people who you're supposedly a fan of, they will fucking hate you, trust me. Most of them aren't gonna say anything about you in public because they know that that would only be feeding into it, but there are plenty of band or industry group chats out there with screenshots of this stuff saying, look at this fucking clown that made a video about us yesterday. And I'm sure that I'm probably in some of them. 
Now, am I saying that we can't criticize anybody's work because it might hurt their feelings? Absolutely not. Like I said, when you make anything and put it out there, getting criticism is part of the job and you have to accept that. I mean, people have made critical videos about me. Some of them were good. Some of them are just total hateful garbage. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Okay, boomer. But either way, I'm not mad about it. I'm actually just flattered and grateful that anybody cares enough to make a video about me at all, even if it is just hateful garbage. And I actually think that I might be a little bit too scared to be critical at times because you totally can criticize people without being an asshole. For example, I just watched Patrick H. Willems' video about Kevin Smith's movies, which was pretty critical, but I think also very fair and respectful and focused on talking about where his movies may have fallen short rather than like talking shit on him as a human. Do these movies hold up? For the most part, no. And there's times where maybe I have held myself back a little bit to the detriment of my content. So I think that's something I'm gonna work on in the future. Although I still don't think I would ever do something like one of those biggest fall-offs and rap type videos, even though people ask me for it a lot and even though I'm sure it would grow my channel. Because something that's really important to me is that I want artists to feel like I'm supporting them, like I'm celebrating their successes and giving them credit for things that other people may not have noticed, rather than doing the expected thing of just like talking shit and highlighting the times that they may have failed or fucked up. Because to me, the content like those biggest fall-offs and rap videos kind of crosses that line. Because you know when somebody clicks on that, they're like, ooh, this is gonna be good. I can't wait to see how this guy fucked up his career. In that really shitty way where it feels like somebody's taking pleasure and seeing someone else fail. And at the end of the day, that's just not what I wanna do. If other people are having success with that content, then I guess that's up to them. And if you enjoy watching that content, that's up to you. But it's just not something that I personally wanna do. And if that means I get less views, then I guess I'm okay with that. So for anybody who's asked me to make one of those videos and I said no, that is why. And again, I really do appreciate it that people care enough to reach out and request certain kinds of videos. I just kind of wanted to explain my thinking so that you understand why I've turned down those requests. <laughs> Let me know what you think in the comments about this kind of content in general. Am I being a chicken shit? Should I be more critical? Or am I a complete hypocrite? Am I the same as these people? Let me know what you think. I'm genuinely interested in having a conversation about this. And if you want to pick up one of these shirts, you can do that at the link in the description. And as always, I want to thank everyone who supports us on Patreon, especially those of you who support at the true cult level or above. It is because of your support they were able to do a lot of things on this channel. Most notably, the podcast. That's how I was able to hire our producer and editor, Deanna, who makes the whole thing happen. So thank you very much for your support. If you would like to support us on Patreon, there's a link to that in the description. You get every podcast early. You get access to our members-only Discord server. I do private patron-only Q&As. There's a way to have me review your band or music video or artwork or anything else. So if that sounds cool, hit the link in the description. And with that, I'm going to sign off for now, but I will see you next time. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the headbanging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. 
We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 